Welcome to the Guard Up Podcast. CJ, back with another episode. Uh, thank you guys for, for tuning in to uh, the, f- the first episode that I had this season, talking about the postseason on Saturday. Got a lot of good reviews. Today, we're going to recap uh, a wild week one. I mean, a uh, weekend, game one. It's a bunch of games, a lot of close games. Couldn't do it without some some fellow guests. First guest, host of the What's the Call podcast, and also he's also a host of Buffalo Chicken Slice podcast as well. My guy, uh, friend for for so long, he's been on the podcast multiple times already. Been talking hoops. Aaron Pena, what's going on, brother? Thanks for having me, CJ. I appreciate it. Yes, follow me. What's the Call podcast? Buffalo Chicken Slice podcast. I'm gonna plug it later too. <laughs> Facts here. Yeah. Follow my guys. Uh, streaming on all platforms. Uh, both uh, both accounts are on Instagram as well. Uh, so make sure to look out for that podcast as well. And then I got my guy Nick Cavalier. If you follow me um, for the hard count, live on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, featured guest. He's been there. Out of the 10, 10 episodes I've been on, he's probably been on at least maybe almost like half of them. So, yeah, four or five, yeah, that's yeah, about yeah, about a few. So always showing love. You know, we've been talking about chopping it up and getting and doing basketball as well. So uh, thank you for hopping on for this one, bro. Appreciate oh, it. Of course, bro. Thanks for having me. Of course, anytime, man. All right, let's get let's get to it because uh, a lot of good games, a lot of good games this weekend. Let's start with the Saturday slate. Miami against the Bucks, really close game. Went down to the wire. Uh, defensive matchup is what we expected coming from both of these teams. They matched up last year in the semifinals. Miami got the edge in five. This uh, on Saturday, it was really close. Giannis had the free throw violation. It took him about 13 seconds to shoot the free throw. Then Drogic hits a three, ties it up, and then uh, Middleton, you know, comes out, comes up in the clutch and hits a big time shot. A star with Aaron. What's your What's your uh, reaction to that game, and uh, how do you how do you see the series playing out? All right, so I mean, so that was you know first game I watched, uh, Bucks Heat. Uh, you know, after watching it, I would say Butler Butler did his thing. I mean, he pretty much damn played the whole game. He played forty six minutes, um, which is just an absurd amount of time. Uh, and he did that the best that he could, but you know I'm looking at this Heat team. This team, this team has a nice structure. I I think they're gonna give any team that they're playing a seven game series with problems. You know they gave the Bucks huge problems last year. Um, I do think the Bucks will somehow manage to pull you know pull out the series win in this one. I think it could go maybe six seven games possibly possibly, but I just feel like the Bucks have. They have they have too much for the Heat to deal with. I, I I feel, you know, Middleton had 27, Giannis had 26, Holiday had 20. You know, 73 points for the big three. Mm. Um, you know, I think Brooke Lopez is a huge factor that I don't think is I don't think he's spoken about enough. You know, especially how aggressive he was playing. You know, I think he shot seven for eight from free throw. Um, I just feel like they. They have too much for the Heat to handle this year. You know, where is Tyler Hero? I don't know. You know, Duncan Robinson's playing big minutes. 
Um, he had a pretty good game. I need Bam to play way more aggressive than that. I think he only had like 12 points. Right. Um, I think if the for the Heat, the X factor would be, you know, the shooters have to have to shoot. You know, Hero has to play. Robinson needs to, you know, knock him down. And I, I think Drogic is also like a big X factor too. You know, Drogic is a he's always been a spark plug wherever he's been. And um, on a series like this, you need someone to get hot. And I think Drogic could get hot and also, you know, create opportunities for the rest of this team. But overall. The game was, you know, the game was good. Went to overtime, but Bucks, Bucks have this series. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I, I think it's going to be a first round exit for the Heat. Okay, okay, Nick, what's your, what was your reaction to Game One? Yeah, I kind of, uh, I kind of agree with Aaron. Just, um, based on how the series is going to go. Um, I mean, the Bucks had like one of the worst shooting performances. Game One. I mean, they, they, twelve missed free throws in the line. Um, and they still escape with the W. So that just goes to show that, like, the Heat really, like, I don't know if they could pull it out in that series. Um, let me see here. Uh, just going through my notes. I apologize. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Chris Middleton had 27 points. I mean, he was, he was 10 to 22 shooting, three three of nine from three. Um, I mean, he ended up hitting that 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 last second shot to, to obviously seal the game. But um, it, it it really was like a big defensive battle um through through the entire game. Like neither team could really escape the defense of the opposing team. Um, and the the, the fourth quarter was pretty like an airtight defensive battle. Um, Giannis obviously struggled down the stretch. Um, but yeah, uh, just to sum it up, I think I think the the Heat will probably lose the series. The Bucks will. I I think they'll make it interesting, but. Um, the Bucks will end up winning the series. Probably go like six or seven games, I think. Yeah, I think it's going to be a chess match. I think just look at last year. You know, both of these teams are defense, defensively driven, and that that game was really close. It was really close. You know, Jimmy Butler didn't shoot the ball well, and you know they still had the opportunity to win the game. So you just look at if he's if he shot the ball at a better clip. You know, the outcome could have been different. It was back and forth throughout the whole entire game. Um, you know, it wasn't really – neither team really had a significant lead on the other. And if it was – and if it was maybe like a two two or three possessions uh, on either side, uh, just, just it was just close. I mean, Butler, Butler, you know, drove on Giannis to take it into OT, and then they went back and forth. Um, and then Middleton hit a big time shot over Duncan Robinson. Man, it was a good contest, but you know, offense, offense usually good offense usually beats out uh, good defense. So, I think that's that's what happened in that game. You look at you know Bam, like Aaron said, if he has if he has a better game and Jimmy Butler has a better game, the shooting wasn't wasn't as great outside of Duncan Robinson. Uh, and I think you made a great point as well, Aaron, talking about you know where's Tyler Hero, and that's kind of been the uh, you know a narrative going around in Miami. You know, he had a, a big time splash last year, his rookie season. Made some big time plays in the bubble last year. You know, you, you were looking for him to make that next step and kind of maybe be that uh that second or third guy um, from a scoring standpoint on the perimeter that could step up for Miami. And we just haven't seen that at a, at a consistent level. So maybe maybe he could uh, he could have a bounce back game. And, you know, it's against Milwaukee. You know, he's from the he's from the Midwest. He's from around this from the area. I think he's from Wisconsin. I think he played high school basketball in Wisconsin. So. Uh, you know, you want to come out, show out. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna play well in the second game. 
and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was close. It was close. You know, I, I think I think this series. I think in, in, the, uh, in my podcast, I think I said they would go seven. I, I picked the Bucks to go seven just because I felt like they have that they have that extra player in, in Drew Holiday. He can get you twenty. He can get you five five rebounds, five assists, and he and he can guard Butler and make it tough for him and, and uh, contest some shots here and there and make it make it difficult for Butler on the perimeter. And we know we know Butler's not the greatest outside shooter. So you know, I think that favors uh, Milwaukee very well, and uh, it's, it's going to be a battle. Um, it's going to be a battle. That I think tonight uh, we'll, we'll give our predictions later at the end of the pod. But uh, I think I think Miami is, will definitely shoot the ball a little bit better, and potentially might be able to change the outcome. Trevor Reza didn't shoot the ball great as well. Another three and D guy that they're leaning on to hit some big time shots, play some defense on Giannis, use his length. Uh, I think you know Giannis had Giannis is going to get. 25 and 13 like you can get that but it's just situationally you know in those certain possessions like what's what's going on like how is he getting those shots is it at a consistent level throughout the game is it sporadic and i think towards the end of the game he kind of he was uh he was a little bit inconsistent and you know middleton came in a clutch and had a big time shot uh, any final thoughts between any one of you guys um i i just want to say i feel like the Bucks have to, you know, rely. I mean, they have to rely more on some of their role players as well. You know, Middleton, Middleton played 45 minutes. Giannis played 45. How they played 40. I know it's playoff basketball, but if this team wants to, you know, make it all the way through, they got to make sure that they're kind of managing some of the some of this. Like that's that's a lot for a first game of a first round. Um, and I would like to see Bobby Portis step up too. That's my guy. So I'm I'm hoping that he. Uh, <laughs> Play some good minutes and you know shoot the light you know shoot the lights off the ball. Uh, Nick, anything you want to add before we uh, move on to the the Clippers and the Mass? I just ultimately feel like if the if the Bucks can can shoot consistently from three, I feel like they'll they'll they could easily run away with the series. But luckily for them, they their their, their poor three point shooting that first game was able to, like the Heat were able to stick with them. So if if Milwaukee jumps out and can light it up from three at any given point in the game, in the upcoming series, um, I feel like they'll run away with the series. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. I like uh, it's going to definitely be a chess match between um, two two really uh, high IQ basketball teams for sure. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. Clippers and the Mavericks, another rematch from last year in the bubble. This um, this was another. This was a first round matchup last year. First round matchup again. Luca came out, played, played phenomenal basketball. Clippers had a lead here, and Clippers had a lead for a little bit. Then the Mavericks came on strong. Uh, then that fourth quarter came along. Paul George played well in the fourth quarter. Kawhi not so much. Uh, Luca didn't even really play great in that fourth quarter, but you know the other guys really stepped up to uh, you know hold the lead, and they pulled away late. Ended up getting their W, winning by ten, um, at the state at Staples Center. Uh, Nick, just want to give you just, what's your thoughts on what, what was your thoughts on the game, and what's your thoughts on the Clippers so far, and how, how they've been playing, and could you see a even though it's a four or five matchup, could you see a potential upset uh, with the Mavericks potentially advancing, knowing that they went up, went up against this team last year, um, and, and knowing what they bring to the table? Um, I I thought it was a great game. Um, all around, 
Uh, I, I like seeing like players like Tim Hardaway Jr. and Finney Smith stepping up for Dallas um, when needed. You know, they they were doubling Luca a lot, like in the third and fourth. So the you know the that gave a chance for the role players to step up, knock some shots down, um, get aggressive, take advantage. Um, ultimately, I feel like uh, Dallas has a chance to take the series. And uh, okay, that's. Um, I feel like Dallas has a chance to take the series for sure. Um, I, as as well as Paul George may have played in the fourth, I feel like he could have had a better overall game. I mean, for Kawhi to be the leading scorer with twenty two, mm. um, I feel like he needs. I feel like he needs more help um, from his players. You know, he he, twenty two points. Him him being the leading scorer, that's that's really not going to get the job done. I mean, Paul George needs to step up. Other players around him. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely feel like the Mavs could, could could take this series, and it could potentially go seven games. All right, Aaron, you got you want to follow up? Yeah. So, um, yeah, the Clippers Mavs game it, it was a pretty good game. Uh, you know, the Mavericks shot the ball great. You know, seventeen for thirty six from three. It's like around forty seven percent, which is great that they did. Uh, Finney Smith played a hell of a game, four for five from three. Um, he was one of my my late pickups in uh, in fantasy this year, and he did some. You know, he played good. He played. He just plays good minutes, man. When he plays, he he's he's impactful. Um, Tim Hardaway shot great. Doncic, you know, triple double, normal stuff. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's just so normal. The guy that I really liked, you know, in the second unit, and you know, handling the ball. I really like the play of Jalen Brunson. Um, yes. I feel like I feel like he has a lot of great poise and pacing with the game, which I feel like the Clippers the last two seasons have always like lacked like pacing. Like they either take too long and make nothing happen, and it just ends up being ISO ball. Um, it's never really team play for the Clippers, which I think will be. I think that would be the problem. I mean. If, especially if Kristaps begins to start, you know, if he starts to play like he's supposed to, <laughs> you know, if he if he starts playing like how he's supposed to, and on top of everyone else playing well, I I just can't see the Clippers beating them, um, especially because Doncic is going to get his. We already know that. If Hardaway and and Finney Smith could keep doing what they're doing, I mean, that's going to be a problem for them. And and Brunson even too, he had 15 points. You know, he didn't play that many minutes. He's going to play like 20 minutes, but 15 points, 20 minutes. I mean, that's effective ball right there. Yes. And you know, I just think for the Clippers, they just have to limit the ISOs. Someone else needs to step up. Um, you know, Leonard and George could only do so much. They didn't shoot the best, but they also need someone else. I don't know who it would be. Um, I'm not really, I'm not really too big of a fan of this team. Regardless, I have, I wasn't last year, and I'm not this year. Um, I'm not a fan of Batum, but I think that's probably the guy that they would have to step up and just, you know, drop it maybe 18, 19 points. But I, I, it's looking like the Mavs could take this series. I know that's probably not a super, you know, popular opinion, but that's just how I'm feeling. I'm feeling like the Mavs could do it, and I think they could do it quick if Kristaps. You know, plays great ball. I think it'd be in six games. I think the Mavs could do it. Yeah, Porzingis X factor, one hundred percent. Like like both of you guys said, uh, you know, he didn't he didn't play particularly great on Saturday, and they still managed to win by ten. 
Uh, had had a big time bucket, big time dunk off like off a dantage, making the right read off the double. Uh, and again, that's that's what they're gonna need to do. Those other guys are gonna have to step up. I love the point you made about Jalen Brunson, uh, veteran guy. Even though he's a young guy, but he plays like a veteran guy, making big time shots, big time players coming off the bench. Tim Hardaway, just uh, you know, really developed and found a found a nice nice uh, role for himself in, in the NBA. Um, you know, kind of being that, you know, kind of big time scorer, can knock down shots, can knock down contested shots, get to the basket if need be, get to the line. Uh, really nice player. And I think he he's, he complements um, this team perfectly when you have a guy like Luka that demands so much uh, from the opposing team, having to have, having to, have to bracket him, um, double him and things like that, and get the ball out of his hands and, you know, having a 30, 31 point triple double. You know, I, I, mean, I feel like this is, it's, that's light. That's light for him. I mean, he's, he's been doing it <laughs> since he's been in the NBA already. And before that, when he, back when he was in the Euro League. So Clippers, to me, again, you know, I thought I feel like Ronda, I thought Ronda would kind of be the vocal guy that they could kind of lean on um, and kind of talk to the team. We'll see. You know, it's only game one, so you don't want to overreact too much. But but me and being down, if they if they go down 0-2, I want to see if they have those guys that you know, talk, you know, kind of talk like you know, we we can't we can't go out like this, you know. Let's let's play with some type of urgency. You're already you're at home right now. Uh, you should you should be able to get at least one W in the crib, if not if not both. Uh, we obviously didn't get didn't get the first one, so I'm gonna have to be able to get one um, here eventually throughout this series if they want to advance. So. Kawhi, Kawhi and Paul George, they have to play They have to play elite level basketball. I mean, you know, everybody try to compare this duo to like a, a watered down version of like Jordan and Pippen. And when they first when they first linked up and, you know, on paper, it looked really good. And, and they're talented guys. And offensively, they could get you a bucket. They're supposed to be these great two-way players. I need one of those guys to, you know, accept the challenge. And when it's late and the game is tight, yo, I'm, I'm taking Luka right now. I'm taking Luka. And everybody else just just stay home and live with the results, man. You know, Kawhi's six-time first-team All-Defense, defensive former defensive player of the year. Got to step up. Got to step up in those moments. And this is why he came to LA. You know, to you know change the narrative of the franchise, get them get them to a place where they've not never been before, never been to a Western Conference Finals, never been to a Finals. So, um, you know, he put a lot of pressure on himself to you know take this team to new heights. So I'm looking to see that in, in this first round. It's not, nothing's going to be easy in the Western Conference. All these matchups are extremely tough. Four or five matchup. People talked about them losing two games to try to play Dallas. Dallas is probably looking at that like, oh, like you think like we're a cakewalk. All right, so watch this. And they came out and played like that. Like they took it personally. And, uh, you know, they got – and the, the Clippers have to come back and, and respond. They have to respond. And, 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 again, Porzingis didn't even play great. I feel like Porzingis is, is an X factor on that team. I mean, he – if he's locked in, he's he's focused. Nobody can guard him. He's just too tall. I think sometimes he relies too much on his jump shot. I feel like I would like him to go to the block a little bit more, use his size to shoot over to shoot over the defenders. I mean, his his release point, nobody's nobody's gonna be able to contest that. So uh, if he's playing at a dominant level, he could get you 25, 27. Doncic could get you his, you know, 28 to 30 or nine and nine. Other guys step up, it's gonna be a battle. It's gonna be a battle. They got a, they got a pretty good duo as well. If Porzingis is locked in, so I think it's going to be a chess match. I picked the, I picked the Clippers at six, but you know I, I can see it going seven. I can see it going seven this time. 
Mavericks know what they're going to do. Rick Carlisle's a great coach. And I was just, we just, I was just looking at the rundown. You just look at the coaching and all these teams. I mean, it's, it's elite level coaching. Uh, every, every single one of these teams have, have, have some, have some really good coaches. So, um, you know, adjustment wise, you know, these teams, you know, you know, Rick Carlisle's going to make the right, the right, uh, the right adjustments. Ty Lu, former championship head coach, going to make the right adjustments and it's going to be up to those guys to step up on the court. And I'm looking for Paul George and Kawhi to do that. And, other guys got to step up too, like you said. They need that third guy, Nicholas Batum, kind of be that three and D guy. Got to hit shots. You know, hasn't really been that much of an impact player since Trailblazers. Um, you know, this is a perfect team. This is a perfect shot for him to show his impact. Maybe get some more money in the, in the off season. Rondo, you know what you're gonna get from Rondo. Gonna get you around, you know, 11 to 13, a few assists, few rebounds. Probably won't play Demarcus just because of the pace of the game. Just, just probably does. It's probably not the right uh, for his play style. It's probably not the right series for him. Abaka just coming off the injury, so he's you know if he could play and if he could play and how he he could be he could kind of be that 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 third fourth guy as well. His ability to knock down shots, he's developed his out, outside game ever since he went to the Raptors. So um, being blocking shots, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a, a great series. It's gonna be a great series, and well, I mean we. The narrative again for the Clippers have been clutch points. Them in the fourth quarter just haven't been able to figure it out, and it's just inconsistent basketball. And you know they they lose games like this, so they're gonna have to respond in game two. Any last points from you guys? Um, Any, yeah, anyone who can go. Yeah, anyone who guys can go. Yeah, not not really. I mean, I I, I just really could see like the Mavericks definitely stealing the series um, if they mm. continue to play how they're playing and. Um, they could limit Kawhi and Paul George on offense. Um, Luca continues to find role players to, to kick it to when he's getting doubled. And ultimately, Porzingis, you know, finding himself, finding his rhythm, um, and and hopefully being able to dominate at some, at some point in one of these games, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I just want to add on, I, I hate that you said Batum is going to turn this into a big contract because he probably will. <laughs> and he did it before and he tricked everybody that's... and i feel like this season they were talking very highly about batum and that's why i don't like him because i know he's going to do it all over again <laughs> so so like once you said that i was like oh god I, I i didn't even think about that but i that turns my skin now now that you said that because <laughs> like you would think he would play better because you know you have such elite level you know, scores on the team where they, they, they demand the double team, they demand bracket coverage. So it's like, you know, he should be open. And, you know, he was, he's been known for knocking down threes and, and playing defense. But, you know, like you said, we just ever since he got that bread in Charlotte, man, that Michael, that Michael Jordan money got him. I don't know, man. It's got him changing things. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Nah, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So let's let's go to the, the Celtics and the Nets matchup. Look, watching the game, I'll close. I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll respond. I'll respond after I get you guys get you guys thoughts. What should first of all, I want to ask you guys the reaction to the game, and what do you think about the the Nets play style offensively? Do you think it's sustainable for a deep playoff run and or a championship? And if Jalen Brown was playing for the Celtics, 
would you have this? I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know. I, I don't want to assume, but most people think they, this series is going to go five. Some I've, I've already heard the brooms. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, from some people. So, uh, do you think if Jalen Brown was in the series without, would, would the outcome be six, seven, or do you think it'd still be the same? I'll start with, I'll start with Aaron on this one. Yeah, Stephen A was going crazy about about <laughs> about a sweep earlier today. Um, <laughs> I honestly, it, it's funny. I wrote down X factor would be for them to go back in time to when Jalen Brown got hurt and prevent that any way they could. That's the X factor because other than that, it's looking like it's gonna be just easy, like a quick four games. Like I don't even end up many notes on this because I think without Jalen Brown, the possibility of them even winning a couple games is just it's just not likely. I mean Tatum could only do so much. Kemba Kemba's my guy, but Kemba you know Kemba's looking shaky. You know, Marcus Smart could only do so much. He's not that great offensively. I just don't know who else would be able to step up for them to win could push it to six to seven, eight, you know, six to seven games. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't know who. So even if Brown was back, I just couldn't see that being that big of a factor. They might've won a game or two, maybe, but I I think I have to agree. I, I think it would be a sweep. And I did say on my, on my podcast, I feel like there won't be any sweeps in the first round. Um, I feel like it, it's going to be just back and forth type of games. I mean, they did only win by like 10 or whatever, you know. I don't know if the Nets play is sustainable, but damn, it looks – I mean, they score, man. The big three is 82. They only score like, what, 103 points altogether? I mean, I don't know. I honestly don't know. But I don't have money notes because I don't even care about this series because I, I just – I feel like it's over. <laughs> it was over once, once the matchup was really made. Cares it was about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick. Yeah, so you can go, bro. You guys, yeah, you guys could just um after you guys are done, you guys just just go right right off the back to back. Yeah, I mean, like Jalen Brown being out there for them, like yeah, offensively and, and defensively, it he's helping out. But I mean, at the end of the day, the big three against that Celtics team with with, with no real solid big man. I mean. Granted, Robert Williams looked great out there. I mean, he had yes, like he nine did. blocks. Like yeah, he was going he had, crazy. Com eleven points. He had he had uh, I think he had double digit rebounds, if I'm not mistaken. But um, I mean, even with him like having a, a stellar game, it's like you don't you're not going to expect that from him each game going forward in the series. And like Tatum went six for twenty shooting. He had the he had the the team high twenty two points. I mean, the one thing I'll say is like they held Brooklyn to like under twenty points in the first quarter. I mean, it was. They they played them really well in the first half, and then it's just like ultimately second half, the big three is going to do what they do. And honestly, I I just think it's going to be a sweep, bro. Like, <laughs> there's really not much else to talk about the series. It's like, other than that, like it's like <laughs> that's the that's the real consensus across like the board everywhere. I mean, people people have no faith in the Celtics in the series. I mean. I'm, I will give the Celtics one game. I think the Nets have moments that we've seen in the regular season where they have lapses here and there defensively that could potentially get them uh, 
I have them, you know, potentially lose a game. I think they get one at, at home. Boston gets one at home. And then I think the Nets ultimately close it out. Just too, just too much offensive power, like you guys said. I mean, to, to me, this is, you know, the greatest scoring trio we've ever seen. Hands down. I mean, I mean, maybe the old, maybe the OGs, maybe they've, maybe they see something, you know, before this. But you know, right now, KD, Harden, and and Kyrie is tough. And like I said, the thing with Harden is people really sleep on Harden's playmaking. He's an excellent playmaker. Uh, you know, you know, I, Aaron, Aaron, to tell you, we've seen it, we've seen it since the OKC days, and back, back when they were younger. He's he knows how to play with. With the younger guy, with uh, with with star guys, because remember he was coming off the bench and found his way to start a lineup and had so much impact uh, because of his ability to play make and have some of those guys play off the ball. So uh, he's 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 a, he's an excellent he's an excellent player, and you know Kyrie's gonna do his thing, score in the beginning of the game. You know they were kind of they were they were playing they weren't playing great. You know they weren't shooting the ball well. And then in the second half, they, they really locked in, stepped up. I mean, these guys, the, the offensive play for me, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of the style. It's really D'Antoni's offense. It's not Steve Nash's offense because again, Steve Nash had his best seasons as D'Antoni as the head coach. So you know, it's really just D'Antoni kind of being the offensive coordinator. It's really a lot of ISO ball. Uh, if they if they double kick, I mean, it's. It's for, for for the talent that they have. It's I feel like it's 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 good, you know, for just one guy. Like when 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 James was in Houston, not necessarily the the, the best uh, formula to win a championship. But when you got when you got KD and Kyrie as well, it's gonna make it incredibly tough to to be able to stop that. And you know, KD KD's on KD's unguardable. Similar to what I said with Porzingis. I mean, his uh, his release point you can't really contest it. Um, and then you know he could put the ball on the floor. You know he could get to, he could ball. All, all three of those guys was 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 dangerous. All of them could get to their spots too easily. And at the Celtics, if, if Brown was there, you could have put Brown on Harden, could have put Smart on Kyrie, and you could have had Tatum play KD. And then you live with the results. But with Brown not being there, I think it uh, it definitely it definitely hurts them. Fournier is going to have to have a better series, going to have to step up. Kemba's going to have to step up. Going to need 20, 25 from Kemba in this series. Got to, got to be able to, to relieve some of that um, scoring because you know what Tate, you know, everybody, you know, the team is going to hone in on Tatum. I did like the Nets defense. I think they played a little bit, they played better defense in that second half. Uh, and, you know, that, you know, that was, that was, that was, um, I was impressed by that. You know, only hold, only holding the subject to 93 points. Yes, they're losing a guy. Yes, they don't have a guy that, that averages 25, but still to hold that team to under 100 is, is pretty impressive. And what they did defensively, Blake got the five. You know, it's, you know, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not great. You know, he's not going to really protect the rim like that. Um, he has some lapses here and there, but I mean, again, it's just, that's I think, and that's another reason why Robert Williams just plays so well. They're gonna have to rebound the ball. They gotta rebound the ball. They, the only way they have a true shot, is one. You know, you, you gotta pray these guys get cold for four times, which, you know, the likelihood of that is very slim. But from a schematic standpoint, just from an effort standpoint, they have to be able to rebound the ball at a, at an elite clip. Like Thompson, Williams, when those guys are in the game, their mindset should be. We need to go get 
10 plus rebounds a piece. That has, that has to be their mindset. They have to be able to box out Blake Griffin, get second chance points, get offensive rebounds, putbacks. You got to make it, you got to make it uh, gritty. You got to have, yeah, they have to have a gritty mindset. They can't play finesse. If you play finesse, you fall right into the hands of the Nets. And when you do that, it's going to be tough to stop them because, like we said, because of the trio that they have. So um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens um, in game two. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I mean, sweep. I see the I see the gentleman sweep. I see the gentleman sweep. I give I give like I said, I give the Celtics one. One. You're dub. being too nice, man. You're being way too nice. I'm being too nice. I just I just think Tatum could go off. Of, I think Tatum could go off for one game, and and, and give him one game. I think. I'm not sure what the capacity will be at the TD Garden when they have that home game. I don't know if it's, they're going to have, you know, 75% or something like that, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be rocking. But, you know, Kyrie, Kyrie knows that arena very well, so, you know, he might want to try to show out. Yeah, so <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna be tough. It's going to be tough, but like I said, those other guys, Smart, Fournier, Jabari Parker, those guys got to give at least – they got to – try to get at least in the double figures, double digit figures, man. That's the only way you can kind of offset. Cause like you said, they, they put up what, uh, 104 and 82 from with we're from the big three. Yeah. I mean, we're, I mean, so it's like Tatum gets you 20. Especially after scoring, they, they only scored 16 points in the first quarter. The, uh, yeah. the All three of them com- combined, right? Oh, you mean as a team? No, I'm talking about, uh, the Celtics held the Nets to 16 points in the first quarter, and they still oh, yeah, exactly. ended up, you know, having 104 points. You know, right? Exactly. So it's right. just like that's just scary going forward. Just like realizing that you could hold that big three to under 16 or to two 16 points in the first quarter, and then they still end up having 104 total, and you know they go <laughs> off in the second half. That's just like that's not good for the Celtics, like at all. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough, man, and. I'm 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 not concerned about their offensive style in this series, but I feel like the next series against the, the Bucks and or Miami or the Sixers, um, it could be a little bit different because I feel like they have they have a they have a few more wings they can throw at those guys, and those guys like to take a lot of contested shots. And if you limit them to just one possession, if it favors it favors you as a team. So we'll see, we'll see what happens down the road um, with that with that offensive. Uh, um, game plan, but I think in this series it won't really matter just because they have too much talent. Any final thoughts on for you guys? Uh, that pretty much summed it up for me. It's all over. It's all over. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's um, all right, let's go to the last Saturday night game, the ten thirty game, Blazers and the Nuggets. Nuggets don't have Murray. Uh, tough break. You know, him tearing his ACL with, with like I think 15 or so games. Super uh, tough. For, yeah, for the end of the season, I feel like it would have been a, a great, even even better series um, if you were there. What were your thoughts on the game, Nick? And do do you see? Do, could you potentially see something similar with uh, with the with series as well? Yeah, with the series as well, since they you know they they lost one of their key guys. Um, I mean, to sum it up, I mean, Jokic, Jokic really played his best. He, he he literally did what he could do as best as he could, you know, finding mismatches, um, posting up Cantor, abusing him for, for a while, 
Um, but just ultimately, I mean, it was just like an MVP battle between Lillard and Jokic. And um, Lillard really just ended up going off. I mean, he he had like a subpar shooting performance in, this, in, in the first half. Um, but he was able to get to the line a lot. You know, when the Nuggets would go on a little run, Lillard would find a way to get to the rack and just like get to the free throw line, knock solid free throws down. Um, but yeah, just I, I just feel like Jokic's not having, you know, Murray to to lean on and have to rely more so on like these these other key role players. I just ultimately feel like Portland will will probably get the best of the series. Just just not having Murray is just like a real blow for them right now. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um I would say I would say I, I enjoyed the game. Um Trailblazers Trailblazers played great. Uh Dame did his normal, you know, 34 points, 13 assists. The team shot 19 of 40 from three point, almost 50%. Um, I mean, I, I think to me, I, I feel like this series could go either way. I think the Jamal Murray factor definitely impacts the Nuggets. But I think the Trailblazers, they're just a team that, like, I, I, I never want to see. Especially, like, a Damian Lillard run Trailblazers is a team I never want to see in a playoff series because you just never know. Um, they have a couple guys that could go off. McCollum could go off for Norman Powell is a great is a great pickup. I mean, I like Gary Trent, but Norman Powell also plays pretty similar, but I think he's just a better scorer. Um, mm. You know they got Melo, they got uh, you know Anthony Simons. You know they got they have they have the pieces to do it. You know Nurkic, I'm I'm a big fan of too. You know I love when he stays healthy, so we can actually see his 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 game. But for the Nuggets, I mean, you know, the Trailblazers also did a great job on Jokic. You know they limited him. You know with his, he only had one assist, which is kind of wild. He had 34 points, 16 rebounds, and one assist, which is like not normal for Jokic. That is crazy. I I think I think the the factor really is for for the the Nuggets would be MPJ. I, I think Michael Porter Jr. is is the guy that you know Murray went down. This guy's gonna be the guy that has to average twenty five or more a game, um, and he's definitely capable of doing. It. I think he had twenty five in this game. Uh, he's someone that I'm not sure how I feel about defensively yet. I think he's you know he he's still super young. You know that was such a such a solid draft, you know, pick. You know, the Nuggets got him super late. It was a steal, if anything. And I just feel like he he's someone that he needs he needs to be the anchor of the team. You know, they have a couple other good pieces. Aaron Gordon, he's like a non-factor to me, to be honest. Former Magic uh, Magic fan. Disclaimer, by the way. Still yeah, I, I, I still am a Magic fan, though. You know, I, I got three teams, you know. Season, you know, I'm, I'm a Knicks fan, diehard. You know, I'm born here, but you know, I I know we'll talk about them soon. I love the Grizzlies, you know, I can't wait to talk about them. And you know, I, I love the Magic too. But Aaron Gordon was never that guy. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. like he was supposed to be, but he was never that guy. Right. On a team where they have Mur- have Murray, I think Aaron Gordon would be a great like fourth option. You know, someone sneaky who get like 18, 20 points possibly because everyone's focusing on the other three. But on a team where he's like he has to be the third guy, I don't I don't think he can do it. I think this series will go to seven. Um, I, I'm gonna pick the Trailblazers. I'm gonna pick the Trailblazers. 
I agree. I agree. I think Aaron Gordon, he has to, well, now I feel like he has to be the third guy, <laughs> just by de- but just by default, because uh, with Murray being down. And that was a great point you made about Jokic only having one assist. I've never that that was never seen that before. And I, I kind of think that may be the Trailblazers game plan is, you know, get yours, but we're not going to let you get the other guys involved because once you get the other guys involved, then then you get more. He gets more singular coverage and it becomes even more unstoppable. And then the offense is just flowing. So they kind of want to limit that. So Jokic, you get your 34, get your 16. We'll keep it close for a little bit. We know we have the we know we have enough guys that you can't stop, um, especially especially uh, late in the game. That's going to give us the edge. And I think it's I think it's a smart game plan by the Trailblazers if they continue that. Uh, we'll see how Mike we'll see how Mike, uh, Michael Malone makes that adjustment. I um, mean, in game two tonight at ten thirty, and it's just yeah, Lillard. They don't have anybody that could guard him over there. Uh, it's just Cabazo, you know, he can only Nobody. do, he can only do so much. Yeah, he can only do so much. Monty Morris could only do so much. Um, and I, and then McCollum, remember two years ago, McCollum had a big series against this team, 37 in that game seven, big time, stepped up. So he knows this team very well. For them to get the, get the road W. And, and, and the X Factor, they got a couple X Factors over there, really, uh, in, in Portland. Really loud offensively, if defensively, if they could just buy in, they could be dangerous. They could be really dangerous because they have a lot of offensive power. And Melo, Melo stepped up, you know, heard the booze. I just never understood the on the K, yeah, he wanted out of Denver, but he really put Denver on the map <laughs> from the time from, from 03 to 09. He put the Nuggets on the map. I mean, By far. He, he I like, I mean, no one. He made them relevant. I mean, they just ran into Kobe and and, and Gasol and those and those Laker teams. They just weren't able to get past those guys. They were just too just too dominant. Um, so you know, I always, I always felt like you know they kind of you know they they, they kind of wanted to shade Melo a little bit when they gave Jokic fifteen and things like that. So you know he, you know show sure he wants to step up. He he knows he knows that arena very well, very well. <laughs> so. Uh, it's it's gonna be he's he's gonna show out he's gonna want to show out he had a big first half um, after the booze and he's gonna he's gonna want to definitely try to try to stick it to the Nuggets after you know how the crowd reacted and uh, you know just how just what happened that towards the end um, his time in Denver so Anthony Simons I think I just think their bench is better I think they have better better role players uh, Simons Rocco. Norman Powell, like you said, sleeper, sleeper pickup. You know, when I, when they let go of Trent, I was like, I mean, yeah, they're kind of the same player. Trent's a little younger, um, but I think Trent probably had a probably was probably gonna get paid soon, so they probably looked at probably looked at uh, Powell. I think he still had a couple years left on his contract, so I think probably something they could be able to withstand um, contractually wise, salary cap wise, and they and they you know brought him in. He's a bucket. He's definitely a bucket. He's been a borderline, you know, starter, potential six man of the year award candidate for multiple years already when, during his time in Toronto. So um, him being in that starting lineup, they're a little small, but it, it, it works for them. It works for them because they know they got three guys um, that could get 20 in that starting lineup. And Nurkic, X Factor as well, former former Nugget. He knows he, he knows that arena as well, too. So uh, he obviously wasn't the player that he was uh, 
now he's not the player that he was now, but back then, but he's still he's, he's still he's still a problem. He can pass the ball. You can't you can't stop you can't stop Jokic like just you can't guard him. I mean his game is just it's uh to me you know I don't you know I'm I'm not the big comparison guy, but it has his his game. It kind of reminds me a little bit a little bit of Dirk. You know Dirk is Dirk. It reminds me a little bit of Dirk in terms of his ability to just body you in the post. But then he has he has strength where he can just bully you and just put the floaters over you. He, he has he can make tough shots, one legged step backs, fadeaways. He can shoot the three. Uh, I think his passing ability is better than Dirk, but I, I see a lot of similarities between those guys. And um, it just sucks that Murray's out. But I think yeah, Aaron Gordon's gonna have to gonna have to step up, have a big game. Millsap, you know, is gonna have to have one of those Atlanta Hawks. Millsap games, Utah Jazz Millsap games. If, if they want to try to get tank still. <laughs> what you said? I don't know if that's in the tank still. Man. I, I, don't know, I don't know if it's in the tank, man. But he gotta, he gotta try. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, try just like yeah, just, just piggybacking off of what Aaron said. I, I really feel like uh, Michael uh, Michael Porter Jr. really got to step up, man. Like he had a he had like a solid first game, but he really got to be the X factor on that team, like because if if uh, if Portland continues to limit Jokic as a playmaker like they did in Game One, like he 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 really got to dominate. He's got yeah, to. It's, it's, it's just not the so yeah. It's so important for him to do that. Like this will, this will be like the reason why they drafted him. So like you know, so many teams passed on him because of injuries and whatever. He's got to prove that he he's the guy. You know, I think he knows that he's the guy. Like he he knows he's the future, but it's just a matter of like, will he take it? This is the time to show it. Murray's gone, so if you know if Murray's there and he limits and he's like, oh, he's only averaging like seventeen. All right, cool. He's the third option right now. But right now, if they keep limiting Jokic, he's got to be the he's got to be the one. He's got to be the guy to do it. Um, I think he can do it, man. I this is this series might be the most like back and forth. I think like low-key one of like the most like they might win a game lose a game like just keep going back and forth they're just they're very similar teams it's just you know they got dame over in portland and we got to see who they have in denver who's the guy right yeah yeah and then not not, not just the scoring like you said defensively he's gonna have to step up and uh he has to rebound the ball he has to rebound the ball better i'm, talking, I'm referring to uh, mpj um, and, and and Gordon, both of those guys. I and mean, like I said, Trailblazers have a smaller lineup. I mean, they have they have uh, Norma Powell at the at the three. So those guys got to crash the boards with Jokic get second get second chance points, similar to what I said about the Celtics. Um, but they just have to. They, but I feel like they have a little bit more scoring um, uh, at the wing position for the for the Nuggets. So Gordon, yeah, Gordon Gordon's gonna have to get eighteen to twenty. It's a green. I mean, it's, it's a green light for him, bro. I mean, it's like he said. This, that's why he wanted to go there. That's, that's your. That's your key opportunity, man. That's your key opportunity, and got it. Got to step up. Got to step up. Both of those guys got have to have to step up and have a have a big time big time series. Uh, Twenty apiece should be light for them. Like I said, it's not like the Trailblazers are this great defensive team where they you know they're just stopping guys. So. We'll see what happens tonight in game two. Uh, we'll make our prediction, prediction, predictions and see if you guys think they could uh, uh, split the series or, or Trailblazers go up uh, 2-0. Let's talk about the Sunday slate, 1 p.m. matchup between the Wizards and the Sixers. 
it was a really, I mean, it was pretty, pretty uh, close game um, up until the end. The the Wizards were down by five with about a minute left, and then Westbrook, Westbrook's uh, toe, Westbrook's foot got hit out of um, on the sideline, and they could they overturned it. To me, it didn't look like his foot was like stepped on the white. I feel like he, his heel never went down, but you know it's kind of like football. Like uh, when it's like a, it's not it's not conclusive enough. They usually just up upheld the call, uphold the call. So right. you know I get why they didn't overturn it. Um, Tobias Harris, man, Tobias Harris, yeah, Aaron, Aaron, you know as well, stepping up. Yeah, yeah, always been a quality, quality guy, quality player. 37, 20, 28 in the first half. Um, you know, Westbrook, seven for 17. It's not going to cut it. But, uh, Nick, what, what, Nick, what was your thought on on that game yesterday afternoon? Yeah, I mean, man, Tobias Harris really just – he went off, man. I think he I think he had 28 just in the first half alone, you know. Like, and um, with him playing like that, I mean – and obviously, MB doing this thing. Like, y'all can hear me? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. you, bro. yeah. Yo, I, yeah it went dead silent. So I thought I, I thought I got cut off. My brother. No, no, no. Listen to you, bro. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. Tobias, T- Tobias Harris really going off for, for 37. I mean, I, I didn't really see it happening, but um, I mean, more power to him for having a great game. Um, and Beat had 30 as well. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, I I feel like the Wizards aren't a match for Embiid in the paint, and if this can can continue his hot streak and 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 go off, and and, and Ben Simmons gets involved, just you know as well, you know the the Sixers could easily take the series. Yeah, I I'm I'm digging this this matchup right here. Um, you know, we got, we got a wizards team that I, you know, they still kind of amazed me that it, it, it amazed me that Bradley Beal is still there. So when I see him going off, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is great. Right. 41 minutes, 33 points, 10 rebounds, six assists. Like Bradley Beal is going to get his now Westbrook, you know, Westbrook, the fact that they only lost by, I think like six, seven points, Westbrook didn't really have like that great of a game. I mean, 14 assists, that's always great. But 16 points, that's that's pretty low in 43 minutes. Right. Um, so if he just played like a little bit better, they would have won that game. Um and and for the Sixers, you know, Tobias Harris, that's I love Tobias Harris, man. I'm still mad at him that he's not he didn't come home to the Knicks, but you know, it is what it is. You know, we'll take we'll take what we get. But 37 points. <laughs> You know, Joel Embiid, 30 points. Simmons, you know, 15 rebounds, 15 assists, but only six points. He's got to get those points up too. I know he doesn't he doesn't shoot, he doesn't do this and that, but he gets to the paint at will, right? Like he's just one of those guys that his speed and his strength are just so important for his type of play that he could have easily got to the paint more often. I know they have some bigs over there, but, you know, Simmons got to score more points too. Uh, but I would say the factor for the Sixers, Tobias Harris has to play all-star basketball and, you know, go to the post when needed, you know, try to get those easy buckets. 
just make the game flow easy. You know what I mean? They got the they have the the squad already to do it. They just have to keep playing team ball. They'll be fine. You know, the Wizards, they got to have, you know, Hachimura and Bertans need to be ready to score at will. You know what I mean? Westbrook and Beal are going to drive to the paint so many times. Just be out there. Be ready to catch. Be ready to shoot. Um, you know, because that'll, that'll be big. Bertans, if he gets, like, you know, he catches fire, gets, like, 20 points, shoots a couple threes, you know, that little things like that could be the factor of winning a game or two. And Westbrook, you know, Westbrook always plays good, but – He's got to he's got to play a little bit better. I know it's, I know it's already a lot to ask for someone who averaged you know, another triple double for another season, but I mean he's got to he's got to do a little bit more. I mean this is his time to shine. I'm not saying that they're going to beat the Sixers because they're not, but they're kind of like in that in that Celtics boat where I think, you know, they could this could be a sweep. It could be. I don't this one I this one might be a gentleman's a gentleman's sweep if anything. But Westbrook's the factor. Beal's gonna get his. If Westbrook keeps doing his thing, they'll be fine. It's need Bertans and you know Hachimura, those guys to step up too. But I'm, I like this matchup we have right here for a first round. So that's a couple key things for the Wizards. Alex Len, Gafford, and Robin Lopez. They have that. Those three guys collectively have to play some of the best basketball in their entire career to stop and beat. Um, they, you know, they did, kind of did a good job. You know, you got in foul trouble uh, yesterday, and that kind of helped them, especially going to the pay and things like that. I agree with you. Hachimura and Bertans have to be able to score. Hachimura more than, more than Bertans because, one, he's in the starting lineup. Two, he's a wing player. And, you know, a high draft pick, he has to be able to hit, knock down those shots. He has to be a better outside shooter than Westbrook because we know Westbrook struggles with that in his outside shooting. So if he's able to knock down some shots, knock down some threes, some, some middies, Bill, like you said, Bill's a bucket, man. He's always going to be a bucket. It's going to be tough to stop him. Just has He just has a, a mixed bag where it's just too tough to stop him one-on-one. Uh, but he's, he's, he's going to get his. And But, yeah, that front court, they're gonna have to do a great job in trying to contain Embiid. And I know Embiid's just looking at all three of those guys like their food, barbecue chicken. So, <laughs> so it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for those guys. Uh, thirty. That's that's what I expect from Embiid. 30, 30 and twelve so games like that. Thirty and twelve, couple of assists. Simmons. I, w- I would like to see maybe Doc. I w- I, well, maybe maybe Doc uh, does this, but I want to see Simmons be a little bit more aggressive scoring wise when Embiid's not on the court, going to the paint, going to the basket. Because like you said, he should get more than six points. Fifteen rebounds, fifteen assists is excellent. I can't I can't I cannot lie. Those that's that's good. That's really good. Um, he's a great playmaker. He get great. Re- he knows how to rebound the ball. Um, but, you know, in terms of getting to the basket, you know, when the B is not in there, you know, taking a lot of the post-ups. And Tobias could post-up as well. Um, those guys are not in there. He could kind of, you know, get to the basket, put a, put a few shooters around him, and if they double, he could kick it out. He's just playmaking to get some guys some open shots. So um, if he's able to do that with Tobias scoring, how he's scoring in and B, you know, that could be enough to, you know, potentially make make it tough for, for Brooklyn. Uh, but even if he's not doing it in this series – 
Uh, I still feel like, you know, he can still be able to do other things on the court defensively. He's my defensive player of the, defensive player of the year this year. Um, just with his, his versatility, being able to literally guard one through five because of his height and, um, you know, the attributes, physical attributes that he presents on the court. So, uh, you know, just Tobias, and, and that's, that's who asked for Tobias. Tobias, you know, people said got overpaid, 180 mil over five. I mean, five over 180. That's not, you know, he shouldn't be making that kind of money, this, this, and that. And he stepped up in this game one. I have to be consistent. But yeah, exactly. I yeah, got, to, got to see consistency because I'm, yeah, I'm gotta, sitting here reading the ESPN article. They're they already talking about, oh, Philly has a big three to match uh, New Jersey. I'm like, yeah. whoa, slow down a little bit, man. Like, yeah, so, yeah, he has to he has to play. And, and, and to his credit, I give him a lot of credit. He's, he has been playing great basketball. And I feel like I don't know what it is with him and Doc Rivers, but he was playing some of his best basketball when he was a Clipper. When, but Doc Rivers was there before they made that trade. Um when he made that trade to Philadelphia a few years ago. So, right. I mean, you know, you know, Doc got to give Doc Rivers a lot of credit. They got some outside shooting with Danny Green, Seth Curry, uh, Cork Moss. So, you know, they got the, Matisse Thibault is a great uh, wing defender. You know, mm -hmm. at times, if he's, if he's able to knock down some shots, you know, it just, it just makes them an even more dangerous team. So, they match up with Brooklyn very well. Like, if Tobias could, could be that that second primary score consistently. And um, and like I said, I feel like even even with this guy not being able to shoot, I've been saying this for like three years, since, pretty much since, since I've had the podcast. <laughs> like even he doesn't need to, he doesn't need the, sh uh, he, the shot. It, it He needs it, but with the team he's on right now, he doesn't necessarily need it as much as he did before they got Tobias. So um, he could, like I said, go to the basket, kind of play like Giannis a little bit, go to the rim, be aggressive. Um, and then put some shooters around him, maybe in that sec, have him play with, like, yeah, have him play with that second unit, and and, and do some damage because they don't have any rim. I mean, Gafford, Gafford's probably their best rim protector, but he's like the same height as Simmons, same height as Gafford. So it's like, you know, once he gets there, it's like just going up on somebody the same height as you. It's not, it's not that different type of discrepancy in height when you drive to the when you drive to the rack. So be aggressive. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be dangerous. Westbrook, I mean, that's my guy, but. Yeah, man, just, <laughs> I don't know what happened in his shot. I really don't know what happened in his shot. I mean, his shot is shot. Like, <laughs> it's been, it's been. He's been training been, with Ben Simmons. I don't know what's going on. He's been yeah, it's going backwards. Him. It's going. That mid range used to be money. That mid range used to be money, especially MVP season year after the MVP. That mid range, if you even gave him a little bit of space, he did that pull up in the in the midi. He was dangerous, dropping thirty, easy. And then we well, start to not, see yeah, he's, well, he's getting a double. Of, well, it's not lack of confidence. I mean, he's, oh yeah, well, not, he's not lack that. of confidence. So I don't uh, know yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, we know it's not lack of confidence. I mean, it's never lacked any confidence ever. So uh, he put up forty shots for KD and Harden on the team. You don't care. So um, it's just I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what happened in his form. I don't know if he had a shoulder injury a couple. Of years. I have no idea. Even in the free throw line, like even even though he wasn't a great. Uh, Perimeter shooter, the free he used to be like an 83, 84% free throw shooter to kind of make up for that. So even if he does go to the basket, he'll knock down two shots, which will kind of, you know, you know, um, it's similar to shooting at mid-range. Now it's like he's shooting 60, 66%, 67% from the free throw line. So now it's just when you foul him, it's bad. It's bad, man. So I don't know, man. I don't know what happened to his shot, bro. I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he needs like I don't know, bro. I don't know if it was a shoulder injury or something like that, bro. But um, that's that's gonna be a factor, bro. Because they're just gonna sag off. 
That's all they're going to do. They, you know, just take that shot. We'll live with the results. We'll live with Definitely. the results. So, um, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for DC, man. Um, I don't see them. I see them. I see them getting one game. I said, I said, I got the Sixers and five. And, you know, it could be, it could be, could be a sweep. It could be a sweep because Bill could still have a great game and they can lose like last night. We've seen them score 60 and 40 and they still took L's in the regular season. So <laughs> it just it doesn't, I mean, his, him, him scoring and you know trying to do everything he can to you know get the get the W doesn't necessarily mean they get the W like some of these other guys we see that drop fifty and, and forty so it's tough it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough for for the Wizards going forward see what happens Lakers Suns wow uh, just the game was like all over the place to me it was just it was just like it was just sloppy a little bit uh, LeBron. Uh, didn't play great. AD played terrible, terrible. Uh, didn't have the didn't have the best game. The other guys really didn't play too great. Drummond, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with him, man. Um, he didn't have a great game either. Suns came out eight and eight and played like like a number one pick. Played like the guy that you know, was drafted before Don, you know, Dantich, you, know, you gotta, you gotta show why, you know, you're that guy. You gotta show why the team took you number one. And uh, so far in, in his early career, it's looking like young and Dantich have been the better draft pick. So, uh, you know, he stepped up in his first game um, in the playoffs in his debut Booker as well. I think he had 34. It's, it's going to be a tough cover, tough cover for KCP and uh, Chris Paul, you know, got hurt a little, got hurt with the shoulder, came back, did what he can. Um, the leader that he is, is sad, right? He just always gets hurt in these times. It's, it's just crazy. I really, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. But Aaron, what's your thoughts? And then uh, Nick, you can follow up on um, on the Lakers and the Suns matchup. How do you see it potentially playing out? Uh, I just want to give a shout out to the Suns. You know, first playoff uh, win in like eleven years. That's just you know the Nash come days. A, come a long way, man. They've come I'm a long body. way. <laughs> They've come a long way. I just so I'm this is one of those games that I missed, and I'm glad that I did miss because this looks like this was a crappy game um to watch. Uh in regards to like if you like a lot of scoring, you like this, this isn't the game for you. I've been watching the Lakers, and I feel like the Lakers, when I'm watching them, I feel like they just don't have enough to score with some of these other high offense teams. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. Like once LeBron and AD, once they can't get the ball rolling, it seems like they're the only catalyst for the team. Like no one else can get could, could get like catch fire and you know put the ball in their hands and take over. I don't know what it is, but this is one of those games. You know, like you said, AD had a terrible shooting game, just an overall terrible game. LeBron had like a nothing game. This literally was nothing for him. Um, where was KCP? I don't know. Kuzma, where the hell was Kuzma? Um, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm sick and tired of hearing about Kuzma and like what he's gonna be and what you know he could be the three of this team. You know what I mean? Like when are we gonna see all those things? You know, everyone was saying it's gonna be you know easy for the Lakers to just take over the Suns. You know, the seventh seed taking over the two seed. I don't know about that. I, I honestly don't know about that. I'm watching. I'm, I'm looking at you know the stats. I'm, I've watched some of the games. The Suns just feel different. You know they play. You know they play great team basketball. Like you said, Aiton. Aiton's just 
you know, he's showing why he was first pick. You know, they, Booker, you know, he's going to get. You know, I'm looking for Bridges to step up. I'm looking for, you know, Crowder to step up. But this this series, I, I don't know. I feel like this series isn't as easy of a cakewalk as everyone's making a seem. I'm sure Stephen A and all these other people are probably, you know, crapping on them and doing all this. But it was only one game, right? It already it was already an ugly game on both sides, I would say, like overall. But I'm just not sure if they have enough to score with some of these teams. I don't know what your thoughts are, uh, your guys' thoughts are on that, but I just I just don't think they have enough. No, yeah, I mean, it's, it's sad to see AD play the way he played that first game, man. Like I, I just feel like he's he's suddenly just become like this like jump shot shooter, like more than just like working in the paint and working in the post, and it like that, that that's kind of sickening to see, man, because I feel like he thrives. His game thrives being a being a post player, you know those 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 post down fadeaways and just you know backing someone down in the post like, um, and yeah, LeBron is just like I, I I mean, he's just he's just looking soft, man. Like that 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 whole little scuffle that happened because that little that little rebound that Chris Paul clipped LeBron on and he's flopping all over the ground. He's just he's. He's looking soft, man. He's he's he's, he's got to man up and really like grab his nuts and 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 really ball out, man. Because just like you said, like <laughs> like like other than them two, like who's gonna get it going for you? Like who? Like just just like Aaron said, man. Kuzma, like I'm I'm so sick of that that Kuzma talk. Like uh, you know, he 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 resigned. He got a he he got a nice little deal. And he he has yet to take off as like a a, a great third option on your team like and you know kcp is not really going to take off and get it going for you like it, i mean yeah I, I just basically agreeing with aaron and just like adding my own two cents and i i really feel like the Suns could take this man like like honestly if 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 chris paul if if that injury you know is doesn't linger him throughout the rest of the series and devin booker continues to ball out and they get you know DeAndre Ayton more involved and, and and he could look dominant. Like I feel like the Suns could take the series and and, and the Lakers got some real like rethinking to do in the offseason. Wow, wow. Yeah. Um it's gonna have to be Dennis Schroeder. It's gonna have to be Dennis Schroeder. I said this in the, my episode on Saturday. I just don't think he can, That's man. True. I I just mm. don't think he can. I I was watching that game with you know with the Warriors. He's just someone who's like I feel like he's a liability. Like if he's not scoring, he's just a liability when he's on the court. Yeah. Like yeah. And that's only like if he's not scoring and he's not doing anything. Like his like he's not a good playmaker. He's not a good defender. I don't really know what he's doing. So if he can't score, then he has <laughs> he has no worth to be honest. Because you know that's... he shouldn't be there. You know it's it's kind of bad when you see Caruso out playing him on both sides and he's not like he's just a role player like he knows how to play his role but he's nothing spectacular either right you know it's just a matter of he has more intent you know intangibles you know Schroeder mm. has one thing you know these are the games where you you need rondo like they should have kept rondo you know i mean you these are games that you need someone with you know with a, these are all veteran guys too so it it's even more confusing to me why they just can't score or get the ball moving or anything i don't i don't know what it is absolutely right 
Yeah. Um, they tried to extend Schroeder. He turned it down. It could be looking like a blessing in disguise a little bit. Um, and it could, could potentially free up. They could potentially free up some cap space to try to get somebody else in the offseason. But in this series, you know, if he wants to get that money in the offseason, need at least 18 a night, at least. If he can't get 18, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, again, playing with playing with uh, AD and LeBron, and how you know how much coverage you, you need on those two guys defensively for the opposing team. He has to be he has to be able to spot up and shoot and knock down shots. Uh, you, to me, he's a he's a he's a player that um, plays a lot better when he has the ball in his hands. He's playmaking, but we know we know LeBron does that. So he's going to have to be able to spot up and knock down big time shots. We've seen this with other than Kyrie. We've seen this with multiple point guards. We've seen LeBron play with Mo Williams, Mario Chalmers, uh, you know, Booby Gibson at times. So, you know, those those are going to have to be George Hill. You, all those guys were able to spot up because they knew LeBron would be able to draw doubles. And he could kick it out. He has to be able to knock down those those outside shots at, at, a, at a good clip. You know, he is coming coming off the COVID situation, so maybe he's trying to still get acclimated, getting, getting in the right uh, – getting in the right shape could that could be a factor that could be a factor we'll see how he responds in game two but he has to step up in the series he has to be that third guy because like you said kuzma's inconsistent though so i feel like you know i thought he'd be a starter by now you know uh but just not just hasn't really worked out that way and he, he has to stay yeah and, and if if he's not a starter you got to be that guy in that second unit to be able to step up and knock down shots be that scorer because they don't really have a true score off the bench like that other than him. So, you know, that should be his that should be his calling card, kind of like Clarkson. You know, Clarkson really found his role in Utah. We'll talk about, 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 talk about Utah um, shortly. Um, you know, he found his role and was like, okay, look, you know, if I'm, if I'm not going to start, then when the second unit is in there, I'm going to play like I'm a starter. I'm going to play like I should be starting, and I'm going to step up, and I'm going to score. And he's going to win sixth man of the year this year. You know, that, that should be that should be Kuzma's mindset um, every single night. Um, and because he has the length, he has the size, he could, you know, he has the ability. It's just about can, how, how consistent can it be? And the AD, yeah, I, that's a great point that, that, that you made, Nick, in terms of he, and even even my guy Quan, shout out to Quan. He, you know, he was he was stressed. He put the he put a, a message in the story like AD needs to play more inside out. Other than outside, other than playing starting from the outside, I completely agree with that. Oh, Quan said that. Yeah, he put that in his uh, his story, like after the game or during the game, and then it was facts. It's facts. Both of you guys speaking facts, and he has to he has to be able to use his dominance in the paint. Aiden should not be outplaying him. It's no a, question. That's a big fact. I mean, Aiden's a good young player, but you know it, sh- it should be levels, and and you just haven't really you haven't really seen that from AD in the past couple of games or so since LeBron has been back. So he's going to have to, he's going to have to step up. I think, I think he'll play better in game two. Um, but yeah, man, you know, back, back you got, and, and again, with Drummond, I could already see now he's not going to close games. He's not going to be able to close any games because he's, he's not a and a and a and is faster than him. And, and as much, as much as AD may not like it, bro, he's going to have to play the five gonna have to pay the five right <laughs> it's the playoffs now like you know you he, you know he took he, he he accepted that challenge in the playoffs last year so i have to do it again this year because they just don't have a versatile enough 
five so where he could just play the four so seamlessly. And so he's going to have to play the five. And because Drummond, and when Drummond's in there, he's got to get, you got to get double doubles, bro. Like, there should be no reason why you're not, when you were in, when you were on the, the Cavs, when you were on the Pistons, he was, he was getting those double doubles. Should be easy. Should be easy this time. Um, he's able to do that, you know, when he's in the second, with the second unit and, and using his dominance, then, they, you know, he should, he should be, he should be fine. But in this series, man, the Suns, I had to give them a lot of credit. And again, you know, the Suns, they didn't play great. It was 99 to 90. That was the score. So it wasn't like, you know, they put up, you know, 100 and something points on the Lakers. And it was still a defensive battle. That's that's the thing that the Lakers could, could hone in on. That's why I still feel like they're going to win a series because they do play really well. They do play great defense um, despite having the inconsistent scoring at times and inconsistent shooting. But I just, again, I, they, the Suns could, could potentially maybe upset them. I just, I... I would be shocked. I would be shocked if they beat if they beat the Lakers three more times. I really would be shocked. Um, I just feel yeah, like that, yeah, definitely not. That would be that would be to me. That's a bigger upset than even though they're a seven seed, and I'm pretty sure that you know that would be a, a clear easy. That's a clear easy narrative for people to say they were the seven seed. Would you expect you know yada 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 if if that were to happen? But I feel like that would be a bigger upset than the four or five matchup between the Clippers and and Dallas. If they were to upset the defending champs, and again, yeah, you could say they're not all 100%, but who's really 100% at this time in a shortened season? Nobody's really 100% at this time. If you're out on the court, you got to give it, got to give it your all. And I know that's what they're doing. So if they get outmatched by just a better team, you just got to call it how it is. But all in all, I still feel like I still feel like the Lakers are going to win the series. I said, I said, I take the Lakers in six. I think they get, I think they win the next game on the road. And then we'll, we'll see what happens at the stables. Final thoughts from you guys. Um, you know who I want to see more, get more playing time? At least this doesn't happen in game one. I want to see THT get some more playing time. Yes. I, I feel like, forget Kuzma, let's put this guy in. Because at least when he's in, he's playing with effort. He's driving to the basket. He's not afraid. Let's let's give him a shot. Um but I do agree with you guys. I still think the Lakers are going to win. But it's very alarming, I think, that they don't have enough offense. So if they don't win, I won't be surprised, to be honest with you. I just feel like they don't have enough. But if they do, then it's going to be expected. Everyone's going to be like, all right, yeah, they were, they're they the 7th seed, but they're, you know, they're defending champs. They have LeBron and AD. It just makes sense. But if they lose, I'm not going to be gasping. I'm going to be like, yeah, this I, I think this makes sense, you know. Suns had a great season. Why? Why wouldn't they? You know, what I mean, they they were they're not supposed to be in this position. So why you know why why couldn't they beat the Lakers? But um, give Tht the ball. Give him some more run. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Nick, any final thoughts? Um, yeah, AD's got to like ultimately AD just has to. Like go to his bread and butter, man. Like what, like what, what he knows, what he can dominate on. Like, like yeah, he can hit jump shots and he can hit threes, but like not consistently. Like that's not his that that that's not his his dominant trait. Right. So, as soon as he could work the paint, try to try to. I mean, it's sad to say, if he, as soon as he could outplay Aiden, like they they have a you know a real chance, obviously to to win the series. But like, I didn't even really. 
expect the Suns to take game one, honestly, but 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 the fact that they did and the fact that AD looked that bad, LeBron looked terrible, like none of the role players got involved, like that like it just looks scary for them going forward unless they could make some real key adjustments. Like it's just but I ultimately still feel like the Suns could really take the series though. Like no 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 BS. I, I, I feel like they could take it. Okay, let's uh oh man, this one uh this is a heartbreaker, guys. This is a heartbreaker. Uh Knicks Knicks and the Hawks. Uh man. <laughs> yeah, this uh good good uh, this is gonna be a good series. It's gonna be a good series. I'll start there. It's gonna be a really good series, really nice matchup. Um between two defensive minded head coaches, Tibbs and, and, and Nate McMillan. Yo, the garden was going crazy. Garden was going crazy, man. IQ was hitting those shots. I was just like, yo, oh man, man we got it. We got it, man. And then and we're, we're really, we're really hurt. What before the Trey Young Florida was that Bonanovich three. RJ had the steal, then it fell out of his hands. Bonanovich called it, popped the corner three. I was just like, oh man, that's tough. And then Rose hit the floater. I was like, all right, we good. And then and then uh, Trey Young, they put Frank in. You know, Frank really didn't play. Um, I get, I get the moves Tibbs did, but then I, I, I really understand it. I get it, for, I get it, but then it's like you know he didn't really play a lot, so it's like you just asking him, "Yo, these next five seconds, I need you to lock down." Trey, like it's, that's a that's a tall, that's a tough task. Yes, he's the defensive specialist from Peruna's standpoint, but it's tough to stop Trey Young. Um, and then also, you know, when he gets, he, he's he's great at drawing fouls. He's one of the best at drawing fouls. So I think he's top three in the NBA at, at, at free throw attempts, right there with Giannis and Embiid. That's crazy. His size, he's, he, the first two are bigs, and he's he's third. So, uh, you know, he's, he has a he has a great ability to get to the basket, and you know, get some calls. Uh, you know, but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and then Randall. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll finish up, man. I'll finish up. What's, uh, Aaron, what's your, what's your thoughts on the game? What's your thoughts on the game, man? It's a heartbreaker. Uh, uh, I just want to have a moment of silence for, for the Knicks for that first game. <laughs> <laughs> man, that, that really did hurt. You know what I mean? Like you said, the crowd was rocking. Yeah, I mean, they were going crazy, bro. I just – I don't know, man. I This this matchup is such a good, like – I such a good matchup. I just feel like I feel like the Knicks are gonna take it. Like obviously I'm biased. Like I want the Knicks to take it. Um but there's there's some factors, you know, the Hawks, Clint Capella has to abuse the Knicks. That's just, you know, flat out. I think he just needs to abuse the paint. You know, Taj will make it hard and it, it's gonna be tough, but like he still needs to like get like 18 and 18 like he still needs to do his thing for it to be you know a big factor there was really no one else from the hawks that really stepped up except for bogdanovich and young you know i'm, I'm I, i'll be looking this series to see gallinari and maybe hunter you know play some key minutes and you know become a big factor i really like the way the knicks played overall you know the big play from alex burks I, he seems to always you know come through when they need him but you know, Barrett, Randall, Rose all had pretty like average performances. 
I would like to see them really pick it up um, for game two. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing, like, you know, the bench guys. I'm looking forward to seeing quickly do his thing and, and Bullock because Bullock is one of those guys I think it's very underrated of his importance to a team. Um, he's just a knockdown shooter, and he just needs to be ready. I, I just want him and quickly to be ready to they need to. But, um, yeah, what a heartbreaker, like you said. I, I don't really have too many notes other than, like, this is probably my favorite game to watch this weekend, and it might just be because I'm biased, but it was a fun game. You know, it was nice to see a crowd back and just roaring the way they was. You, you know, Trey Young is just a problem. Trey Young, I think what they have to do is the the Portland Trailblazer approach to Jokic. Let Trey Young do whatever he has to do. Let him, if he's going to get 45, sure, let him get 45. But make sure everyone else has like six points. Let's let's lock down Bogdanovich. Let's lock down Gallinari and Hunter. And Clint Capella is going to be the only other factor, I think, because he, he should be abusing the paint. But if they lock down everyone else up, let Young do his thing. I think it'll be an easy series win. But uh, I need Randall to go. I need Randall to go. You know, go crazy though this series. Huh. I need him to average like 35, 13, and seven or something like that. That's all I gotta say about that. But shout out to the <laughs> Knicks, man. I, I'm I'm happy to see the Knicks back and playing playoff basketball. It's it's. Basketball is more fun when the Knicks are in the playoffs. I'm just saying. No, definitely, man. It's 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 good to see the Knicks back in the playoffs, especially especially at the four seed. You know, like that's no one no one expected that going into the uh, the season. Um, but I do feel like they're 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 kind of pretty evenly matched with Atlanta. So I feel like this is one of those series that could go seven games. And it, like, just like Aaron said about a, a couple of the other series, like I, I feel like it's one of those series where it, like one team wins one, the other team wins one. And it's just like, it's a battle. Uh, and, and eventually that, that game seven will really decide it. But um, yeah, tough, tough shooting night for Randall out there, man. Six, six for 24. That's, that's not going to get it done. But I mean, I mean him going six for 24 and then, you know, only losing by two says a lot, but, you know, if if he hits his shots, I feel like it's a completely different ball game. Obviously, um, and yeah, I, I I mean, I didn't really catch too much of that game. I was I was coming back from Tampa late last night, so I, I didn't really get to see that game too much. But um, yeah, it, it was a great game. Ultimately, obviously, Trey Young wins it on that that last second shot. Um, I almost feel like the defender in that situation probably could have maybe fouled him once he had the you know once he had the step on him. It would have gave the Knicks a, a little more time um, with the last possession, rather than that that point nine to just throw it up to, to Randall and he doesn't even get the shot off in time. Um, but yeah, that's just my opinion on that that last little play. But um, but yeah, definitely, I feel like it's it's one of those back and forth series, game for game. Um, and I kind of feel like Atlanta ultimately might take the series. Ah, uh, yeah. Either y'all want to hear that from me, but I'm sorry. Nah, nah. Yeah, I'm gonna say I, that's that's not what I wanted to hear. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, man, yeah. Randall, Randall's gonna have to play better in game two. Six for twenty-four. I, I like what Nate McMillan did uh, defensively on Randall. You know, he kind of showed the man a little bit, and then kind of, and then like right before it kind of seemed like he was about to go with his shot, doubled up to, you know, make him rethink and overthink and uh, kind of force a lot of turnovers that he had. 
John Collins did a pretty good job. Did a pretty good job on Randall. Can't lie. Uh, I thought he was. I thought Randall was gonna come in there and really just dominate him, like we saw in the games past. But I, you know, I didn't look. I, I just looked at that aspect. But then the other games, I really didn't look at it as too much because you know they the Knicks swept the Hawks. But the first two games were with, were with uh, with Pierce as their head coach, a completely different head coach than than Nate McMillan. And then the third game when Nate McMillan and Trey Young, I got hurt, and then we 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 sneaked out and got that game uh, with a with a close close W that also. Also could have went either way. Uh, but Donovan had a big three in that game too. So in the corner, <laughs> wow. So uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, it's going to be a close matchup. It's going to be a close matchup. It's going to come down to Randall and RJ. They're going to have. They're going to have to outplay Young and Collins. That's it. Uh, Noel got hurt. Noel went out with the ankle. I think that was a big time loss. You know, he could have been able to potentially block that shot, block that floater. That trade went up there. He was on, if he was on the floor. Um, so I don't I don't know what the status of uh, his of the injury for him is. I don't know if it's just a <clears throat> it was just you know hopefully it's just for one game he could come back next game because he's he's been a savior um, in, in in the middle for the Knicks in terms of blocking shots had a big time block on Johns Collins try to get a post on him he was like nah no that's that's not happening uh, R J R J has to step up has to play has to play a better first half got that body on 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 by John that was a big time caught the body I was going crazy. Everybody was going crazy. Um, bench, I feel like we have a better bench than we have a better bench than than the Hawks, with uh, with Rose coming off the bench quickly. Burks, Toppin, some solid minutes, knocked down a three, had a putback dunk. Uh, he, you know, defensively, he was looking a little lost out there. As soon as as soon as uh, Gallinari came out the pop off the off the pick and pop, he's kind of like going around this, going around the quickly to try to get back to Gallo, but. You know, you know, it's rookie rookie things is cool, but yes, you have to clean that up because Gallo didn't have a great game, but you would expect you know he would come out and play a little play a little bit better next on Wednesday. So I think I think we're gonna get the I think we're gonna get the W on Wednesday. Obviously, I mean, call it bias, of course, <laughs> but <laughs> but I just feel like uh, that was that was one definitely there for the taking. And you know, you just got to go back to the drone ball. I say Randall. Randall has to have a better game. Has to start the game better, and shoot shoot the ball at, at a better clip, man. And and when they start doubling those guys, Bullock, I gotta gotta have to be able to knock down those shots. Barrett has to be able to knock down those shots when they double. Able to do that, you know, have a, have a great shot, great opportunity. Um, you can't you can't go down 0-2. Can't lose the first two games on home, man. I, I mean, it's just like, bro, like, no way, man. Can't, you can't come out and lose two games at home, man. Can't do it. Can't do it. Especially in the garden like that. That's, nah, bro. That's wild. <laughs> That's wild, man. So uh, I'll see how they respond. We'll see how they respond. It's also unfortunate. You know, you know, we don't really have a starting point guard uh, that can really do anything on the court. So, you know, Peyton is just <laughs> – I mean, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what type of adjective to describe it, but it's just, it's just sad or tough. Probably be the the top two um, that that we could probably say on the pod. So, <laughs> uh, it's just, I don't know, I don't know, man. He just, he doesn't do anything. We need great. Lonzo for your sake. We're yeah, Lonzo would be perfect. He'd be perfect. Rose come off the bench. That's perfect. Rose and IQ come off the bench. Lonzo start. At least he can space the floor. Like you know, at least Lonzo could. At least Lonzo learned. You know, at least Lonzo learned this year to space. The, like you know, to be a spot up a little bit, like playing the half court. 
You know, but if they double, if they double behind Zion, kick it out to the corner, he can knock down that shot. When Randall kicks it out to Peyton, everybody knows it's gonna happen. He's just gonna dribble, give it right back to Randall. So it's like <laughs> can't even when he drives to the basket, can't make layups. I don't know, man. It's tough, but <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, if you got any type of cons- any type of consistent play from him, that would change. That that would that would just make the team so much better. I I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't really explain it. I mean, it's it's, it's been like that all season, so I'm kind of just used to it. Uh, he obviously won't be back next year, so it is what it is. Uh, so hopefully, we'll. I think next game is going to be a really good game again. I think this might be one of the best best series of the first round. And we get that W, man. <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. That's gonna be tough for me on Wednesday. But uh, all right, last series. I mean, last um, last game of the weekend. Grizzlies and the Jazz. Mitchell obviously Mitchell didn't play in this one. Uh, it was a close game. It was a close game. The Grizzlies had a lead for a little bit, and the Jazz came back, fought back, came down to one possession. Bogdanovich. Caught the ball. Kyle Anderson played really good defense at the end. Made him make made him take a tough shot. Went off the went off went off the backboard. And um Grizzlies up Grizzlies up 1-0. Um Aaron, this is one of your teams. What's your thoughts on what's your thoughts on the game? And uh and and honestly, what's been your thoughts on the Grizzlies so far? I mean, winning three in a row. Um well let's just say this this helped, you know, ease the pain of the next loss. <laughs> By having the Grizzlies win, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan. Of, I'm a big fan of the way this team has been playing. You know, this you know they have you know Jaron Jackson back, which is, I think, I think it's so important for this team. Um, he's such a big time player, you know, next to Ja, but someone who I feel like people are just finding out about. But as I've, I, I've once when they drafted him, I was, I was big on him. Dylan Brooks, you know, yes. I'm, I'm a I'm a huge Dylan Brooks guy. Like I, I think he's someone who's such a pest defensively, but also he has those offensive ability. Like he, he's like Tony Allen reincarnated for the Grizzlies, but he could score. Like, mm. like I, 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 I like his his gameplay. Ja, I mean, I don't know who can really stop Ja at the moment. He's just like he gets to the to the, you know. To the hoop at will. Like I don't know, like what the defensive schemes are, but anything that they've been throwing at him has not been working. Um, you know, it, it was a great, it was a great game one. You know, even even the play in the play in tournament. You know, it, it was it was it was great. You know, watching him go off. You know, I think the huge factor though for this game was the fact that Mitchell wasn't there. You know, if Mitchell's there and they still pull off this win. I'm like, all right, this is this is kind of weird. And now if they do it again, you know, that's it's shaky. You know what I mean? They got Rudy Gobert in the foul trouble. He fouled out midway through the fourth. You know, Valanciunas was also in foul trouble too. I was I was ready for him to get knocked out at any moment. Um, that matchup is a is a fun matchup. Those two big guys just going at it. Um, both super important to the team, um, to their teams. I'm looking forward to seeing how the Jazz bounce back. Um, I'm, I'm looking at their team. You know, I want to see Royce O'Neal step up. Clarkson's got to step up. But we'll see. If Mitchell's back and the Grizzlies could still beat them, 
I wouldn't be surprised if something crazy happened. I still think the Jazz are going to win. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be biased in this in this situation. But um, they got to. If I'm Utah, I got the Quinn Snyder has to figure out a way to stop Ja. I don't know what it is. If it's if the game plan is just to get Rudy Gobert into foul trouble and then have him out late in the game and just let Ja take over. Right. I mean, that that's that's the move right there. That's the move for the Grizzlies. And I mean. Get them in the foul trouble. No one in the paint to stop it. You know, favors is cool. I like favors, but it's not the same, man. It's not the same. Um, I want to give a shout out to Bogdanovich for shooting the lights out the ball. <laughs> like I was, I was scared. I'm not gonna lie. I was scared a couple times because it seemed like every time he had the ball, it was gonna go in. Like he was playing with with an extreme amount of confidence, and I love to see that in playoff basketball. I mean, like you're number one seed. You're part of this big team for a reason. So let's see, you know, let's say you step up, and he definitely did. This is a fun matchup. I'm, I'm excited to see. I'm, I'm waiting for Ja to catch a body or two any 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 moment now. But um, yeah, man, I'm I'm, I'm excited for the for the Grizzlies. I, I I can see this going. I can see this going six. I can see this going six. You know, this is a great starting point for for Memphis. They have a super young team. You know, this is all just part of the building blocks for the years to come. You know, they have a couple guys there that look really good. But, you know, ultimately, I believe the Jazz will still take it. We'll see if Mitchell actually does come back on Wednesday. But shout out to the Grizzlies, man. Yeah, definitely. It was a fantastic game. I mean, Dylan Brooks and Morant going off. Um, you know, Mitchell obviously not playing. That's 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 huge. And um I did hear that he's like he expressed frustration with the team for actually, you know, sitting him for that game. So I like, I'm I'm kind of worried for his future with with that team going forward because he already had the riff with like Gobert and the team after the whole COVID thing. Like it was already shaky like then, and now it looks like it it, it could potentially be even more shaky depending on how the series plays out. If they if they lose to the Grizzlies, I I really feel like he might be out of there and he. He might be coming to New York or something, man. But um, <laughs> on, don't gossip, man. <laughs> yo, that'd be crazy. But um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, shout out to Bag uh, Bagdanovich. He had a he had a huge game. I mean, he had twenty four after not scoring in the first half at all. And I mean, just like Aaron said, he was he was going crazy, shoot, shooting the lights out. Um, Mike Conley had a solid game too. I mean, he had twenty twenty two points, eleven assists. Valanciunas played relatively solid. Um, but once you squeeze Mitchell in the, you know, in, into that rotation, obviously, um, and, and him not being hurt and, and not affected by his injury, I feel like Utah will ultimately end up taking the series. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it definitely looking like one of those other back and forth type of series. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, this team is definitely not a normal – I feel like the Grizzlies are not a normal eighth, eighth seed. I feel like they, they seem like a team just like the Trailblazers, a team that I just don't want to see them in a seven-game series because you don't know what's going to happen. They could catch fire at any moment. Um, and, of course, I'm a fan of them, so, of course, I'm going to say that. But, you know, you guys <laughs> – I mean, you guys watched. You see, you know yeah. what I mean? They're, they're, they're a f- that, that's what I – I think that's one of the reasons why I always, like, enjoyed, like – you know, rooting for the Grizzlies because they're, it seems like for years now, it doesn't matter who's the head coach or what the team, you know, what the team is. It's a grit and grind type of team. It's a, it's just the way that it's formulated. I don't know if it's just by nature, but 
you know, that's just how it is. So it's never going to be an easy matchup. Like a couple years ago, the Grizzlies were in like Western Conference Finals, obviously with a different team. But I mean, like they were there, you know, I mean, with a team with like barely any all-stars, if any. So this is a team that I, I can see pulling any upset at any moment. Again, I don't think it will, but, you know, that's they're a fun team, man. They're a tough team. Yeah, they're a tough team. They're a tough team. And uh picked the Jazz and I think six. Because um, I thought Mitchell would play. I thought Mitchell was going to play game one. You know, I thought when you said that, uh, Nick, about you know, potentially what's going on over there in Utah, at first I thought that same thing. And then I kind of thought about it from the Jazz perspective. And I was like, you know, they're you're probably thinking, you know, it's gonna it's just one, it's just the first game. It's not the you know game eliminator or anything like that. You know, try to make sure he's good, you know, at least close to 100 percent as possible, and then have him play for the rest of the series. So that, that's probably how they look. That's probably how they're looking at it. Jazz in a tough spot, man. Got the number one seed, and you know you blew a three-one lead last year to the Nuggets in the first round. Got all your guys. And when once Mitchell comes back, everybody's there. Uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough matchup. It's gonna be a tough matchup. They already know how to win over there in Utah now, so it's, you know that confidence level for the Grizzlies is, is is sky high. And Dylan Brooks, yeah, X Factor. Dylan Brooks, Valanciunas, Valanciunas is a good player. Always been a good player. Toronto, get you get you a double double, and he could give Gobert problems because he's he's offensively gifted. You know, he could post up and has a nice face up game and. And mid range, he could definitely get Gobert in, in, into some foul trouble. You know, fakes and doing things like that. Get, get Gobert up in the air, initiate contact, and, and, and get him and get him in situations where, you know, late late if he's not in the game to be able to alter some shots in the middle. Josh is going to go to the rack, and that's exactly what they did yesterday. You know, once 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 Gobert went down, Josh was just going to the paint at will, and it's tough to stop him going down. Ill. He's so smart after the after the roll. You know, after the pick, he knows how to crab crab the defender, keep him keep him behind him, and then, you know, just reading the big and seeing what he does, and he'll, he'll elevate and, you know, try to get the layoff off that. The, the game's already slowed down for him, which is really scary in the second season. Um, and, you know, it, at the speed he plays and his ability now to understand the half court, so I'm just looking, at his, looking, at it, looking at a scary young player um, going forward <clears throat> in, in, in the Western Conference, in the NBA, period. And Dylan Brooks, you know, being, being, that, being that second guy, like a score in the perimeter. That's what they're going to need. I'm pretty sure he sees, you know, it's a clear opportunity for him to, you know, be that guy. Uh, Jerry Jackson, we thought would be that second guy, uh, but he's been nicked. He's been had, he's had injuries, had the meniscus. He's still, you know, trying to get back to where he was, had a, had a couple key plays here and there. But um, they're, they're, they remind, they're, the way they're playing right now is kind of like a, like a, a wild card team in football that just that got hot and they just momentum is going crazy. And uh, we'll see if the Jazz will be able to stop that uh, on, on Wednesday because they've uh, they 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 figured it out. You know they bought into the system. They got some nice young players: uh, Bain, Xavier Tillman, Grayson Allen. Say what you want about Allen in the tripping situation or whatever, but he's a bucket. He knows when to knock down shots. He's a great role player. Kyle Anderson, all around guy, could, could play one two one through three a little bit. Could facilitate, get guys involved, play some defense, start the fast break. He's a good. He's a good player. They have some nice. They have a nice team. 
Uh, like like Aaron said, you know, we've seen this for over a decade now. They've always found an ability to just get a, get guys that fit their identity, and it just it just works for them, and it leads to success. And um, here we are, here we are, and yeah, I think it's going to be a it's going to be it's not going to be an easy matchup for Utah at all. It's going to be a really uh, tough one one eight one one eight uh, series, and we'll, we'll 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 see what happens. We'll see how how they respond once they get Mitchell back. And we'll see what how the Grizzlies get because because even even when Mitchell comes back, Dylan Brooks is going to be on him. And he did a pretty you know Curry Curry had thirty nine, but he didn't play great in the overtime. He had zero points in overtime, zero assists, zero rebounds in an overtime playing matchup on Friday. So and, and Dylan Brooks makes it tough. He's he's strong. He's he you know he has a length. He has a size to to, to make make guys make some of these top perimeter guys top scorers take some contested shots. And then he, then he's going to make you work on defense as well with his scoring ability. So. Uh, you know, they're a good team. They're a good team. Got to give Taylor Jenkins a lot of credit. Got to give him a lot of credit coming from that Popovich tree. And uh, he's, good. he's a really good head coach. Like I said, like I said in the beginning of the pod, you know, these coaches have done a great – he's a lot of great head coaches, good to great head coaches um, in this in this first round for sure. All right. Let's go to the second half. And before we wrap this up, just give our predictions for game two tonight. Um Hawks, I mean not Hawks, Heat and the Bucks. Game two. Uh Aaron, what's your what's your predictions on the game? Who do you got taking game two? You think the the Heat split the series or the Bucks go up 2 0 um going into going to Miami? Um I'm gonna be honest with you. I think I think the Bucks are gonna take this game. Uh unless if um, unless if Butler and uh, you know and Bam play a little bit better. It's going to be the same fate. And mind you, they only won by a couple points. So if they play better, of course, I'll be wrong. But I want them to prove me wrong. But the Bucks just have that th- that big three. And then and then the Brooke Lopez factor as the fourth guy. Like, I just I just think it's too much for a first-round matchup against the Heat. I just think it's too much. I'm going to go with the, with the Bucks today. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to uh, – I think I'm going to go with the Bucks too. Um, I think they take a 2-0 lead. Um, I really feel like they they might get to a get, get off to a hot start shooting, and if they could if, if they could have a better three point percentage and, and just shooting percentage overall than they did in game one, I feel like they'll they'll definitely run away with the game. I'm gonna go with Miami tonight. I'm gonna go with Miami tonight. I think Butler has a better shooting game than what he had um, on Saturday. Um, I think Bam plays better as well. I think it's going to be another back and forth game, down to the wire, type of matchup. Um, couple possessions. Who's going to make? Who's going to make uh, the right the right reads? Who's going to make the, the smart the best situations? Uh, who's going to make the right uh, plays in the in the best situations in late game situations? And I'm gonna go with Miami. I think they get. I think they they tie it up and had had to had to Miami in the game three with it being one one. Like I said, it's going to be a chess match. I can definitely see this going seven. Blazers Nuggets game two, like we said, Lillard went crazy, thirty six and thirteen in game one. Uh, other guys stepped up on the Blazers. You know, Jokic did his thing, but didn't didn't have a great playmaking night. Nick, how do you see this game going? I think the I think the Nuggets will take this game. I think Jokic uh, finds a way to you know accumulate more assists, make, make better playmaking decisions, get more people involved on the playmaking side of the ball. 
And I, th- I, I really feel like uh, MJP might step up, and and even Aaron Gordon might shock us with a with a with a subpar game. <laughs> <laughs> I I I agree with the Aaron Gordon part. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Portland. I'm gonna go. Them going up 2-0. Um, I really feel like that Jamal Murray factor has just completely changed. You know the landscape for this team. You know, I guess you don't realize how important someone is, or you know, to your team until they're gone. And you know, you see it with couple. You know, you see it with Golden State how it worked out. When, you know, Clay's not there. You could just see like they felt like a lottery team with Curry. Um, yes, they were. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, they were. They were. You know what I mean, they were. You know, so I think Jamal Murray, even though he wasn't an All Star, you know. If you weren't sure about it, watch his playoff performance last season. You could just see exactly what you know what they're missing. And I ultimately believe the Trailblazers will take this series. You know, of course the Nuggets will win some games. I just don't think they'll do it tonight. Part of me wants to say Denver. Uh, I think they just respond. You know, I, I usually like going if, if the home team loses. I like going with the home team in the game two. Uh, with the crowd rocking back against the wall, I like to see how they how they respond. But I uh, I just don't see anybody stopping Lillard, man. And and now you know the 13 assists is very key, very slept on. Um, now his ability to get guys involved and off, off the doubles and things like that, it just makes him even scarier. Um, so and then you know you go under that screen, and that center and that center doesn't step up on the screen. Uh, it's it's a it's gonna be a long day. It's gonna be a long day, man. And uh, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Portland tonight, up up to going up two zero, going up two zero. I think Denver maybe responds and maybe gets one, um, and 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 Portland and Rip City, but I think tonight I just think that I just think they just, it's got more guys, man. It's got more guys that can get you a bucket, and I think they pull away late. It's gonna be a, another back and forth game in the first uh, forty three minutes of the game. And then that last five, I think they just got enough enough scores, enough playmakers at the end to get it done. So I got Trailblazers tonight in game two. And that, that wraps up this episode. Um, game one, weekend recap. Uh, I'd like to thank Aaron Pena and Nick Cavalier again for, for joining me today. Just talking some hoops. Um, Aaron, you could uh, – Show, tell us, yeah, yeah. Tell us, uh, where to, tell us where away. to find you. Um, <laughs> and uh, Nick, you do the same thing, man. Uh, you could make sure, don't care about following me, don't follow me. Follow my podcast, follow <laughs> uh, what's the call podcast on Instagram, what's the call pod on Twitter. Um, you know, we, we talk literally about everything from basketball to hockey to UFC to wrestling to golf literally anything we talk about it if it if it's somewhere you know we talk about anything like we'll do like what's your call on sports foods you go to a you go to a ballpark what's the best food they got at a ballpark you know we talk about everything on what's the call and also check out my other podcast buffalo chicken slice uh it's with my girl and i and we discuss you know relationships stuff and you know just it's 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 real it's a real funny short podcast every week so uh, check those out, Buffalo Chicken Slice Instagram and uh, Buff Chick Slice on Twitter. Thanks, guys. Thanks, CJ, for having me. Inside, brother.
Yeah, man. Thanks again, CJ, for having me on. Um, you guys can follow me at uh, P-R-O-D Caviar on Instagram, Twitter. I make beats. I, I make food. Um, I do all types of shit, man. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, shout out to CJ. Shout out to uh, shout out to everybody, man. <laughs> yeah. <everybody, laughs> Uh, yeah, again, you guys can catch me at Garda Pod on IG, C James Sports on Twitter, and at the Garda Pod um, on all, all, all platforms uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, starting to also transition to YouTube as well. So look out for that, guys. Got some other news coming up as well moving forward. So it's a uh, spirit of basketball as well related. So just be on the lookout. The hard count every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern live all things nfl my guy anthony conover um you know just talking just talking nfl talking football man as you know training camps approaching and as these guys starting to get into camps and starting to get back to your team so let's be on the lookout for that as well and that wraps up this episode thank you guys have a good one